<laughs> the uh, the band was playing her out. It's like the conductor's arms went numb. He was just like. <laughs> I could not last Marianne. Yeah. She was not going to give up. No. And she was sometimes beating him. Yeah, sometimes you could hear her. <laughs> She'd be so loud. All right. Let me. Uh, wait. Oh, I played you the media mishaps. I didn't play you the Stern Show references, but. Oh. I do want to end on time today, so, so okay. maybe I should. Take well, a, it's up to you. Yeah. I wanted a plane for you, though. All right. Then, then another time. Let me take a break real quick here and get to some news, get to a couple of calls. I'll read you some of the fan feedback from yesterday's show. Okay. And uh, a whole bunch of other stuff right after these words. Because you didn't write a will, you're now in TV commercials. You should have written a will and made sure your estate was locked down. Right, Robin? That's right. That's right. I'm singing the new lyrics. Now you're on toilet paper commercials, which Prince never would have approved, I'm telling you. I'm speaking from the heart. Hey, now. Hey, now. Poor Prince. Spinning in his grave. What they're doing with his music. They're releasing every Fakakta outtake they can find. Aren't there like 57 people who claim Prince's estate? Right. They had a bevy of people coming forward and saying they were related. Yeah. They had to do DNA tests. <laughs> so I guess his dad was really good about making sure where he was dropping yeah. a load. Well, Fred and I went and got DNA tested. We were like, you never know. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe Prince's dad <laughs> fucked my mother. <laughs> Prince died uh, in 2016 at, how old was Prince when he died? I'll, I have the answer. You take a guess. 50. Seven. 57. 57. Yeah. 69! No, you're wrong, Ronnie. 57. 70! Yes, yeah, Steve, go ahead. You're on the air. Real quick. Hey, what's going on, Howard? Uh, no. Just first off, I want to say, Robin, I fucking love you. You're the best. Um, so, my mother has hated your fucking guts for years. And, uh, Last night, I had to pick her and my father up from the airport, so I was listening to yesterday's show in the evening, and the skit came on when you guys did, like, the blind pornography thing, and <laughs> it was my fucking 64-year-old mother in the back seat, and, and then all of a sudden, you could see the anus tighten around the chef, and my mother's in the back seat dying, laughing her fucking ass off. See? And I think officially, she asked me, Last night, can you get me this in my car? There you go, Steve. There you go. You tell your mom, hang in there. We got lots more where that came from, baby. All right, Steve. Thank you. You see that, Robin? I see. That's how we get listeners. Steve's mom never liked it, but when we were talking about porn for the blind, by the way, I, I should read this in the fan feedback. We got a lot of positive on Porn for the Blind. Howard, really? I'm dying at Howard and Robin doing Porn for the Blind. I'm trying so hard not to laugh at my desk. I'm shaking. Uh, after hearing Robin and Howard role play during the Porn for the Blind discussion, I think Howard should just get a pass from Beth and do Robin already. I think the two of them would have the greatest sex ever. What chemistry? <laughs> that is the most beautiful dick I've ever seen. I was in the shower when Robin started talking about undressing, and it was so fucking hot. 
I was really getting into it when she talked about her bare breasts. I'm sliding my uh, shoulder straps of my bra off my arms, and now I'm loosening the uh, ties in the back, and now my breasts are fully exposed. Then Howard jumped in, and everything came to a screeching halt. (laughs) Thanks, Howard. I should have let you go on. Good for you, Robin. I want a penis. You'll get one. You can fuck me anytime. I can't do it now. I'm doing a show. Are you going to fuck me? All right. I'm going to squirt. Wow. A lot of people uh, think I have a problem with Oprah because uh, I was split down the middle. Some people think, hey, you know how we're talking about Oprah is pretty right on. And other people just think I'm jealous. Going to see Oprah tour to learn about healthy living is like going to a dentist who has no teeth. I don't know about that. That's a little harsh. Howard has me looking at Oprah's Instagram and reading about her tour. I am now getting very annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Why are people calling in to defend Oprah? Why are they so protective of her? Oprah isn't the one making them laugh like Howard is. Oh, thank you. That was nice. Howard, we get it. You don't like Oprah. You are jealous of her and you hate her. Half the time you talk about her, you are not even accurate with your assessment. Please move on. There's enough room for the two of you in this world. I don't hate Oprah. I just want to understand. That's all, Robin. Okay. I don't hate her. If I met her, I'd be thrilled to meet her. I don't think the odds of that happening are any good. And I don't think she'd say hello to me. I don't think she appreciates. No. She's not like the woman who heard us doing the porn routine. (laughs) Oh, we've never made Oprah laugh. No, evidently they've tried. They they strapped her down to a chair and forced (laughs) her to listen. And she didn't become a fan, oddly enough. Um, and then a whole bunch of email about Richard's crying over the Kansas City Chiefs. Richard is the only man that can make football sound gay. When Richard cries, he makes Jerry Sandusky look respectable. <laughs> I think Richard is acting like a sports fanatic to cover up his homosexuality. <laughs> There's a theory. He's so fake. One season he loves the Eagles, the next season he loves the Kansas City Chiefs. He's not a real fan. Well, I I agree. I don't think that's real right. fan worship. I think this is attention-seeking. Richard Christie enjoys football because he loves seeing men jump on top of each other. He has no passion for sports whatsoever. A lot of people just feel that Richard is a closeted man, the way well, he yeah. plays with Sal's penis. <laughs> I don't know what would lead them to believe that, but <laughs> but they do. All right, Robin, it's time for... What's the theme of the song today? Are people off that whole thing with Robin touching her vagina and smelling I it? I think they might still be on it. Oh. Oh. All right, Robin, here's one more. Before her pussy will be used. Robin's visit. Before her juices start to ooze. Robin's visit. Before she'll let you eat her cooch. Robin's visit. I have done it. Now sniff it. Smell your twat. Hmm. Huff that cunt. Oh. Inhale. Lips open. Oh. Nose ahead. Yeah. Try to detect it. It's not too late. Whoa. Yeah, boy. Bill Maher will be sitting in on the news to comment on some of the events. Really? Thank you for doing that, Bill. Of course, Howard. My new pal. Hi, Robin. Hi, Bill. Hey, Bill. I'm so glad that uh, we made friends. I mean, are we friends, though? I mean, people who are friends actually hang out and do things together. Right, Robin? That's right, Bill. Well, listen, I'm busy. I mean, I'm in a marriage. Right. And but it, you could at least, I don't know, call me. <laughs> he won't even call. I'll call you. Oh, okay. Give me your number. 
You have my number, Howard. I actually don't, Bill. Yes, you do. I gave it to you five times. You by act like you don't. This is your trick. You act like you don't have my number. By the way, this is Bill. It's not Kyle Dunnigan. No, but I am staying at Amy Schumer's apartment. You are too. Yes, with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, I that's love you. That's good. That's good. That's good that you're over at Amy's too. I didn't know you were staying there. Yeah, bunch of people. Great place. <laughs> All right, so Bill will be sitting in on the news. And feel free, Bill, to give us your opinions. I okay, you, I'm I, not going to say too much, though. All right, you're not too shy about it. No. All right. Uh, Robin, what's in the news? All right, first of all, did you see what I thought was the biggest news was um, last night when I looked at my phone, the headline said, Pam Anderson marries John Peters. I know, I thought that was weird. Like, I, I just didn't think Pam Anderson would find another husband i thought she was done with that yeah well. but she's been running around doing some you know strange things you know like hanging out with julian assange and being his mouthpiece and right. you know lots of craziness going on with pam but this I, you know just it shocked everybody i think they say that uh john peters first uh asked her to marry him about 30 years ago right and she said no. That's when we all asked her to marry us. <laughs> it's about 30 years ago. She's 52 now. Right. So that would have made her 22, yes. Yeah, I remember when she was 22, I said, excuse me, Pam, would you marry me? <laughs> I thought he was dead, that guy, John Peters. No, you're thinking of the other guy. Oh, what other guy? The guy who wrote all the books and was the crazy Hollywood producer. Oh, right, right. Willie right. Sister Guy. Willie Sister Guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, John Peters is 74 years old now. And he married Pam Anderson. And they just got married, I think, this past weekend. They're saying it was a secret ceremony. And what does he do? He's a producer? He's a producer. And he's been married four times. And so I said, okay, so, the you know, he proposed to Pam 30 years ago. And because Pam said no, he'd go with these other women, fall in love with them, and marry them. And then the relationship wouldn't work out because he really wanted... Pam, because he right. said, it's been Pam for me all along. This is her fifth marriage, you know. So, yeah. Well, right. she married one guy twice. That's why uh, they're saying she's only had four husbands. Right. But uh, what was my point? My point was that he continued to marry women, and now they're finding out he was never even in love with them. They were substitutes for Pam Anderson. wonder how long it'll last. I don't think it'll last long at all. John Peters was a hairdresser on Rodeo Drive. He's that guy before right. meeting Barbara Streisand in the mid-70s and forming a personal and professional relationship with her. John produced Barbara's hit 1976 film, A Star is Born. Um, and you'll remember this from A Star is Born. One five. Um, which, oh, this is the Barbara Streisand version, right? Yeah. Oh, all right. Like a rose uh, 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 we listened to this a long time after that movie. WNBC. Uh, quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> that might get me back in the studio. I've never sung Evergreen. 
Yeah, you need to sing that. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor, who was a sex symbol, had eight marriages. Will Pam Anderson beat her before the end of her life? I don't know. Liz started but, early and continued to marry late into her life. Yeah, boy. And Pam. I mean, she did have, you know, she married Richard Burton twice. So Pam's right. right in there, right on that trajectory. Is this news? I don't care about any of these people. Okay, uh, Who Bill. cares? What's, John, what's next? John would go on to produce uh, many films, including Caddyshack, The Color Purple, Rain Man, Batman, and the most recent, A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Fred was telling me his plan. He plans on marrying Emily Ratajkowski 50 years from now. I well, I always no. say, if you wait long enough, you can marry that sex symbol you love. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I I just, um, I'm eyeing up these women in a walker right now. <laughs> What's this? Fred Norris's band is playing tonight hey in now. New York. A rare performance. Oh, and why wouldn't he tell me? Why didn't he tell you he got married? <laughs> well, that's true, too. Yeah. Figured you'd be busy, Robin. Are you guys getting any better? I mean, what's uh, going on? Well, we'll see. Is this I'll a find reunion? Out tonight. No, not really. I don't know what it is exactly. I didn't even know you had a band still. Yeah, well, it's various different memories. Yeah. Same guys aren't there. Original I, music or covers? Original music, so. Look at you. Be Wait prepared. a minute. So Bring these, your iPods if you want to listen to something different. These aren't the guys that you always used to play with? No. Oh, it's a new band. Well, I, I'm i old. They're new. Yeah. <laughs> Way to sell it, though. He uh, says, bring an iPad or your, iPod. Bring an iPod, which or your nobody. Phone. Or your phone. And listen to music if you don't like right. Fred's music. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to buy tick. I'm going to buy tickets at shithub.com. <laughs> okay. That's, that's where they're selling. Great. <laughs> that is an interesting marketing plan. What happened to your band, King Norris? Oh, that's gone. That's gone. That's gone. Many years ago. So Fred's kind of like, um, like Sting, you know what I mean? He like, it doesn't really matter who he plays with. No, not anymore. Yeah. Did you fire those other guys? No. Everybody's got different lives. Everybody gets married. They have kids. They move on, move out of the, uh, they don't want to be rock star. No, they don't want to be rock stars. Neither do I. And where'd you find your new band? Uh, just word of mouth. Anybody I know? Nope. And then you decided you wanted to play live? Yeah. For the fuck of it. Why not? Well, he's very charismatic, Fred. <laughs> oh, yeah. According to this website, the show is sold out. So there you go. Good job. Go figure. It's not Madison Square Garden. How many seats? Oh, probably like 120 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's not get crazy. Well, this is an opportunity to see Fred warming up for his yeah. world tour. Right. Oh, yeah. This is like when the Stones used to go to I'll a club. I'll be opening that's for Rammstein. Rammstein. <laughs> Tickets are $10. Oh, yeah. that's reasonable. There you go. Okay. Fred's a bargain. Oh, yeah. Bargain? I'm not willing to pay $10. <laughs> well, there's two other bands there tonight. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good, congratulations, Fred. Thank We're you. Very excited about your gig. Thank you. Boy, this is pretty interesting. I I think I had heard of this before, but I'm not sure. They are now warning people to uh, not be alarmed if they see iguanas falling out of trees. Do you know about this? No. Down I, in Florida. Yeah, well, you know, I'm always shocked. I, I go down to Florida quite a bit, uh -huh. and I go for a walk, and there they are. They're so beautiful, these iguanas. Uh -huh. I, I mean, uh, my wife put some of them on her Instagram. It's awesome. And apparently, they like to climb trees. Right. And sleep up there. Yes. And when they get cold, the cold sort of paralyzes them, and they fall out of the tree. 
Wow, and they're big. Some of them are big. Some yeah. of them are smaller. You should see some of these I've seen. Well, you're probably seeing, I don't know what you're seeing. Bigger than a dog. <laughs> really? Yeah. I huge. don't want anything. That could hurt you if it yeah. fell off. Oh, yeah. I don't think these tree iguanas are that big. But when the temperature dips into the 30s down in Florida, and sometimes the 40s, they get affected by the cold. They pass out and fall out of the tree. Right. But don't think they're dead. When they warm up, they're just as likely to crawl off to, you know, their next location. So just be careful. Wow. They're expecting a little bit of a cold snap that uh, don't be surprised if iguanas fall on you. Yeah. In New York, roaches fall on you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Daniel, you're on have the air. Have you ever had that happen? Well, I think I did. <laughs> What's up, Howard? How's it going? Hey, man. Daniel in New Jersey. Everybody loves Daniel from New Jersey. Go ahead. Uh, I wanted to be the first person to actually, you know, start your celebration for Howard Appreciation Day and, you know, compliment you. Oh, good. So yesterday you were talking about, or maybe I should compliment your mother, because yesterday you were talking about a sleeping technique. And I have sleep apnea, and I always wake up in the middle of the night, but I decided to say, you know, screw it. I'm just going to say, do what you said and, you know, close my eyes and see if I could just you know, relax and eventually fall asleep. And I, I did. And it was crazy. It worked. Yeah. My mother's advice is sound, actually. If you can't sleep, just lay there with your eyes closed. And if you don't fall asleep, what, the next night you will fall asleep. You can't get uptight about it. And you are getting rest just cool. laying there. Yeah. And, you so know. What else you got? Come on. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's all I got. Well, if you're not completely anxious. Right. You'll fall asleep. And if you don't fall asleep, at some point you're going to fall asleep. You pass out. That's, that's right. not falling asleep. Well, to me, that is. <laughs> I think Fred just passed out. <laughs> See, New act. rule. No more picking up boring phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Bill Maher, everyone. <laughs> also in the news, Howard, there was a basket brawl last night at a basket game down in Lawrence, Kansas. Oh, yeah. Two Kansas teams, the University of Kansas and Kansas State University, were playing each other. And it ended in a surprise brawl, 1-1. Big brawl at the basketball game? Yeah, apparently one guy, you know, blocked another guy. And then that guy chased him down, stripped him of the ball on the other end and glared at him. And then both of the benches emptied, 1-1. Blocks to finish. And DeSosa blocks it, and now the bench is empty. Just unnecessary. Yep. That's not good. This is a punch call. This is bad. This is No. No good. I say good. It's fun. (laughs) I want to see that. I love how, you know, this is bad. This is Mm. terrible. It's boxing mixed with basketball. I like it. It's two sport. That's right. You get In one. You get it all. And they said one of the guys actually picked up a bench and was, you know, you know, about to put it up over his head. And the coaches and the police uh, had to work really hard. Uh, one coach grabbed that guy and just wrapped his arms around him until he got him to calm down and put the bench down. And then the police and the other coaches separated after a long while, the rest of the players. And even some fans were drawn into it. And I think the disabled section they got into it was right where the brawl broke out people sitting in wheelchairs did you see one player had a flamethrower 
and started burning down the whole the whole of the team. It was great. It was pretty crazy, yeah. and they said, "Yeah, fans uh, got drawn into it, but they really didn't want to fight. They were just trying to, they were trying to run out of the melee." So mm. very exciting, and and then you know both teams went back to their locker rooms and uh, got calm, and then they called them out because they had like I don't know a second or two to put back on the clock. Because they have to, as you know, the regulations say, it has to be a full 60-minute game or however long basketball is supposed to be. So after this big brawl, they had to bring them back out and run another play hmm. before it was all over. Wow, sounds like an exciting game. Nick, you're on the air in South Carolina. Hey, Howard. How's it going, buddy? Okay. Going good? So I want to talk about how annoying Gary is. Oh, go ahead. He's just, he's the most annoying person on the planet. He's talking about uh, what you guys ate at the uh, Christmas party and how it was his dream come true and the shrimp. And I mean, everything about him is, is a problem. <laughs> You're annoyed when Gary talks about what he ate at the Christmas party? I'm annoyed when Gary talks about everything, the oh. music he likes, the places he likes to go, Avion. Maybe it's he's because he, he just talks so much. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very talkative. See, I got to put up, I got to stick up for Gary. I think Gary's interesting. Yeah, I do too. You know, he's got opinions and a lot of times like, I've had Gary to my home and I'm always glad he's there because like sometimes I just don't want to talk to the He'll people. He'll keep the conversation going. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I even say to my wife, don't even worry. You can nap during this uh, little party. <laughs> Gary is, uh, he loves to talk. But with the jigsaw puzzles and, and Mary, I, I don't know. Hello, hello. I hear you. I mean, I mean, there are times Gary can annoy me, but. I'm What's sure. wrong with Mary, by the way? Mary, uh, he doesn't like when you talk about Mary. No, Mary's okay. I don't like the jigsaw puzzle. I don't either, honestly. I feel Gary yeah, could be do doing like more puzzle. interesting and better things than a jigsaw puzzle. I'm with you on that. Uh, I I've, mean, there's more to life than jigsaw puzzles than Avion. Thank you. All right, Nick says Gary's annoying. All right. What's the most annoying thing about Gary, Robin? The most annoying thing? Yeah. That he talks a lot. Right. But that's also what's great about it. Maybe it's the things he's into that annoy me. Well, sometimes when he does his lists, that annoys me. I love a list, but not Gary's lists. I think his whole book annoyed me. <laughs> you know what? That caller just convinced me. Gary, you're so annoying. Sorry. Yeah. What are you going to do? Richard was uh, in here telling me Gary has a huge uh, nose hair sticking out today. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Richard, that. who had the booger. Oh, my God. Did you see that? We put that online. By the way, uh, check out. What's our uh, Instagram account? Stern Show. It's Stern Show. At Stern Show. Yeah, and we're on Twitter, too. And you can see uh, Richard's booger. <laughs> Let's get Gary's nose hair on there. What do you want to do? I'm looking. I don't. I don't see anything, anything crazy enormous. Right nostril. Oh yeah. Can I take a picture of it? Sure. Yeah, take oh, a picture and show Jason me. Jason sees it. And Jason's right in there. He loves goofing on Gary. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, he's a fucking professional photographer. Yeah, you got to clip those things like at least once a week. I, I did, dude. I I used that nail trimmer. I did it on uh, nail trimmer Saturday. Yeah. That thing that you put on your feet, your, no, your no, fungus no, no, feet? 
No, the thing that you stick oh. up, you know, is a twirl, that the, like an electric uh, nose trimmer. That's not a nail trimmer. I, said, I, I, I think he misspoke. Trimmer. I misspoke. You speak so fast, you called your... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in the fucking octagon. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Richard wants to know if he can pull my hair. Oh, oh no, that's no, no. painful. No, I bet you if he no. pulls it out, you'll sneeze. That's what? why I make myself sneeze by pulling out my nasal hairs. But uh, do you sometimes cry? Richard, pull out his hair. I bet you. No, I love oh, it. I love geez. it. Really? I love to sneeze. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. But I have a theory oh, that it's dangerous. God. And he's using his oh. fingers. Pull Yay. it out. Ready? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. There it is. Oh. All gone. Now, Richard, go check out hair. You guys are really brave. Wow. That was a pretty good moment on camera. Put that up on Instagram. That's so exciting. That didn't hurt. Hey, Richard, you're, suppo just one hair. Richard, you're supposed to make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> That's I a wish, wish Gary bow. would trim his nose hairs more. <laughs> wow. Let me see it. Jeez. Oh, let me see that. Oh, my God. It's great. His nose hair is white. Look how big that is. Oh, my God. That isn't it's disgusting. <laughs> Eat it. Well, why'd you put it in your mouth? <laughs> oh, I don't taste it, but just the thought. Now it's tickling my throat. Oh, my. Uh, why'd you, oh, why did I do oh, that? Why did you do yeah. that? I was kidding. Oh, oh. Oh, that's fucking vile. Like. Oh my it's God. literally tickling the back of my tongue now. He just swallowed this massive nose hair. Oh. I, know, I know he did that, but I, some, somehow I feel violated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. That thing was huge. It was. Howard, I, I just want to thank you for having me on the news. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrific. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Ultimately, this will be good for you. Uh, Joe, you're on the air in Pennsylvania. Don't know how. Hey, Ian, big fan. Thanks. Hey, um... <laughs> I um, I just been listening to the news and I've been wondering myself the whole time since when did Bill Maher become gay? <laughs> uh, get this fucking guy out of here! I'm so sorry, Bill. I'm, I'm not gay one time, and all of a sudden I'm gay. <laughs> one time. <laughs> Poor Kyle. I hate that guy. He's yeah. a little twerp. I think you sound like Bill. You sound, yeah, really. You're amazing. Really close to me. I think you're doing a good job. Thank you. I Thank all you fooled. people. Can you do like a routine as Bill Maher? Are we talking to Kyle now or no, Bill I mean, Maher? Let me talk to Kyle for a oh, second. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, Kyle. <laughs> hey, Kyle. <laughs> Be Bill Maher and do one of his like funny routines. You uh, know, like, um. What's up with these snowflakes? All you people, there's no God, okay? There's no magic man in the sky getting you a parking space, okay? <laughs> Something like that? Yeah, there you go. All okay. right. All right, you go back into character, and we'll, yes. we'll have Bill Maher check in some more. If you ever need gay Kyle, just, you know. Yeah, all right. Know. Getting confused who's gay Kyle and who's Bill Maher. Uh, do we have three people back there or one? There's a whole, there's a whole <laughs> army of people. Uh, yes, Kelly, you're on the air. This is uh, Kelly. Did you know that? With yes. only Hello. 12 words, the Beatles song, um, I Want Hello. You. Let me think. Hello? I want you. I need a cop. I want you so bad. It's driving me mad. I want you so bad. That sounds Coward? like 50 words. No, it's I want you so bad. bad it's driving, driving me mad. mad. It's driving, driving me mad. mad. I want you. 
you're right. I guess how nothing. About the, she's so heavy part. Is that she's so heavy. heavy. I think that's added in there. That's the theme song to uh, 600 pound. Uh, <laughs> she's so heavy. <laughs> Howard? Yes. Hi. Oh, my God. I love you. Um, yeah, I have a theory about Victoria P. on The Bachelor. I think there's supposed to be a twist ending, right? I think she might be transgender. What do you think? No fucking way. If she's a man, That's I'll... beautiful. If, I, if she's a man, I'm going to fuck her. <laughs> That's well, ridiculous. Well, you were attracted to that other actress that was also transgender. So oh, possible, that was in the right? dark. Trick me. <laughs> You know, but there's a big no, Victoria on the, the nurse. I don't think she's transgender. I think that's crazy. You think that's well, the twist was, ending? She could be the next bachelor. She wouldn't pick her, and then she could be the. Next I think the bachelor. twist ending is that uh, all these women are going to wake up and realize they're hot, and they're only twenty-two years old, and they don't need to marry this. They don't guy. need to get married so quick. Like it's going to be a shock ending where people actually act normal and come to their senses. Yeah, you sound well, pretty hot. Wanted... You know what? Um, I'm like Robin. Never been married. And I'm Beth's age. How old are you? I've, um, uh, Beth's age, your oh. wife's age. <laughs> I met you. Um, and when I met you, I bowed down to you because you're the king. And, uh, I said, you're beautiful because I love you so much. And you looked me up and down and you said, so are you. And I swear to God, I was in heaven at that moment. Cause that sounds more like when like you met Harvey God. Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's gross. Um, I also want to thank you for everything nice you say about firemen, because my father was a fireman, and uh, he died from pulmonary fibrosis. Your father's Um, a hero. Yeah. How many guys do you know will walk into a burning building? That's your Academy Awards right there. I wish I could meet your father and give him an Academy Award. Oh, my God. I always talked about how much I loved you, and they used to like Imus, and I'm like, well, Howard's so Imus? Your father liked Imus? Well, they're reunited. Uh, yeah. No, I miss is not in heaven. Yeah. I miss is not in heaven. I didn't want to break to you. Our father's not in heaven either. <laughs> Listen to I miss. What kind of well, father is there? There is one. All right. Well, anyway, I'm sorry to hear um, about your dad. He was a hero. Thank you very oh, much, Kelly. But, but real, real quick, um, the, the night he died, um, when I went to sleep, I had E! Entertainment on, and I woke up and you guys were on the air. And I felt comforted, thinking, okay, you know what? Howard's still alive. I still have him. So you comforted me like God mm. would. Sounds like I could have had sex with you if I wanted it. You're pretty, oh, my God, yes. You're pretty taken with me. <laughs> I I love you more than anything. What do you weigh? Um, I hate you. <laughs> Come on. Out with it. I need, I need to know what I'm getting myself into. Okay, I'm five foot, so I'm short. So That's I'm already no problem out. with that. I my boyfriend won't have sex with me anymore. So why you heavy? Instead of uh, no, uh, he's paralyzed, and uh, well, that doesn't well, mean he that, won't have. Yeah, sex he with can't. You. He can have sex with you. He can. You can take Viagra. Uh, hmm. So I've actually did it four years ago with him. And You're telling me a paralyzed guy doesn't want to have sex with you? doesn't any because he can't feel anything so oh. it frustrates him yes. you're gonna marry him i don't know he's not you so no i'm just kidding <laughs> what does he do does he go down on you he used to <laughs> so what would you do yeah, like lay him down on the bed and then sit on his face um he he can lean forward he's like 
gorgeous. Like so, he'd be in gorgeous. the chair. You'd get we, naked. We've had sex in the chair, actually. So you, so so he'd be in the chair. You get naked, mm-hmm. and then he leans forward and mm-hmm. and works on you with his tongue. Used to. Well, why won't he do it anymore? I don't know. Did you ask him? Yes, and he always says he loves me and that he's just you know depressed. Yeah, I, so. can, I hear you. How did how did he become in a wheelchair? Um, he was in a motorcycle accident. Yeah, like 11 years ago. Those motorcycles, I got to tell people, stay away from them, man. I know you think you look cool, but. You're talking to Fred. Oh, yeah. You're still a young. Oh, yeah, I know, Fred. You're you're crazy. I wish he'd stop. You know, I've been riding since I was a kid, so, you know. Fred. I'm uh, not riding crazy. I'm not doing, like, Steve McQueen. Yeah, but, like, if, if something happens to you. You're going to have to lean forward and blow me. I'm not <laughs> stopping that ritual. I'll get you a pillow. Stick my balls right oh, on I your also, fucking nose. <laughs> I also I also called about a Netflix show called Don't Fuck With Cats. Have you seen that? I won't watch it because I understand they kill okay. cats in it. We love cats what? so much. Yeah. Horrible. It's evil. There's an evil man who turns out to be a, a like he killed a man and then that's when they get him. And I'm, I know. And then a bunch of nerds to... track him down and they and they find yeah. him. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, now I know but the whole story. Animals need but they need better rights. Bigger, you know, better rights animals do. I mean, these people are Yeah, my mad. wife's been going to the trial of these this couple of one some guy killed two dogs that he adopted from the uh animal league and she keeps going to the trial to, to, so so that like they'll throw some jail time. I mean, they just killed the dogs or or he did or I don't know what the fucking whole story is, but so far they can't even she, get the case on the fuck. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the criminal justice system. Can you people stop bumming me out? We're trying to have fun here. Jesus. I'm trying to find out how much she weighs. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Tell Bill Maher what you weigh. 10. Yeah, what do you look like? 110. 110? <laughs> One, um, too Alyssa much. Milano. Too much? 10 pounds too much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, thank you. Right. Well, I don't want you, Bill. I want Howard. Now shut up. <laughs> Let's lighten things up with an AIDS story, Robin. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, seriously, what do you, you weigh? Know, and, uh, I want to say. You got to tell me. I got to help you. Help her do what? I don't know yet. For your help. I'm just trying to help her. <laughs> I mean, I don't have sex now, so. <laughs> Is it because of your weight? But, no, it's not because of that. It's he's depressed. Yeah, but I mean, what do you weigh to try to have sex? You're really not going to tell me. Um, I mean, I don't know who you are. What do you look like on your stomach? And you said I was hot. So what is that? Uh, I said when I met you, I was in a bikini. Really? I was beautiful. Yeah, and you said I was beautiful, so I thought you were just being nice. Cause where were we? Were we like on uh, Fantasy Island? Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. I flew out. I flew out to Vegas justice for the Howard Stern show. So that's the only reason I was there. And, and you uh, and you approached me in a bikini? I bowed down to you in a bikini. Um, how's, how's the Craig Ass. I met Craig Ass out there. <laughs> I smell sloppy pussy. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, rude. Shut up. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so you must have looked good in your um, bikini. Well, Craig Gass came and stayed with me when uh, the Super Bowl, like it was 2003 when I went out there. Mm. So I'm not, hor- I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, but you're beautiful. Oh, 
All right. So take You're it beautiful. easy. Well, thank you. All right, You're Kelly. Beautiful. I love you. Okay, and I love all of you. And uh, thanks so much for taking my call. Love you too. I hope your boyfriend uh, goes down on you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to play this for him. <laughs> Put some Viagra in there and let's see what happens. That's a good idea. <laughs> no, don't. You can't. You can't do that's against the law. You don't slip people <laughs> anyway. All right. All right. I don't have to explain it to you. Do you sniff yourself okay. like Robin does? Maybe there's an issue. All women do. They you, all you, do. You rub your vagina and then you smell it. All women check their scent to make sure that we're fresh and clean. It's true. We smell our underwear and everything. It's not. You smell your underwear, weird. Robin. <laughs> Sometimes you can't yeah. help it. <laughs> <laughs> A little musky. <laughs> Really? Sometimes, like you take off your underwear and you go, "Whoa!" After working out, of course. Oh my goodness! Oh, everything smells. <laughs> oh, hit your boobs against the phone. <laughs> I had a breast reduction too, Robin. Bye. All right, gotta Bye. go. Bye. Okay. All right. I hung up on her. Oh, Bill's not for the breast <laughs> reduction. No, thank you. Oh, anything else in the news, Robin? Well, I was reading an article this morning from the Huffington Post where this woman was admitting that she could not have sex with her boyfriend without drinking. That she has to have some booze in her. I've dated a few women. And I mean, she was saying that she drinks so much sometimes she passes out and doesn't remember. I've met a few women that drank heavily. went on? But that's the only way she can do it, apparently. How sad. I know. And so then she looked up the statistics, if there was one on this. And what she found was three out of four women drink before sex. Wow. That was the result of a survey that was taken a few years ago. They um, asked a bunch of women... And many women say they prefer to drink before having sex because it makes them more confident about their sexuality and lowers their inhibitions so uh, they can perform Wow! like wild women in bed. Here's a story that just came in. Richard Christie caught the coronavirus from Gary's nose hair. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Well, if he does, he deserves it. Absolutely. We told him not to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, Robin, I don't know if you're aware of this, but this year, Rammstein. Rammstein. It's Rammstein. Rammstein bringing its full-scale stadium production to North America for the first time. I'm going to score. You don't think that's a big problem that women are drinking themselves unconscious to have sex? Robin. I'm talking about Rammstein. Rammstein. Oh, Rammstein. Terrible. Hey, now. That is some great music. Fred does the best commercial for Rammstein. I didn't realize how intricate their show is. I'll tell you this. This is the show to see. If you're going to go to a concert this year, this is the one to see. Yep. They're also gonna Not friends. They're going to be in Philly. They're going to be in Maryland. They're going to be in Chicago, Massachusetts. And they're and great the musicians. show is probably going to be awesome. Are they great musicians? Yes, great musicians. And like I said, it's like Cirque du Soleil meets Rob Zombie meets Mad Max. Huh. Wow. Where is everyone meeting everyone? Uh, well, it's just a... 
That's uh, a way of describing. Yeah, I see. Uh, th- this is a ambitious pyro theatrical experience. It will be on display for a series of ten open air dates, beginning August twentieth at Park Jean Drapeau in Montreal, then hitting eight U.S. stadiums before a final closing at Foro Sol in Mexico City on September 27th. Everyone is excited about Rammstein. The online magazine Consequence of Sound says it's one of the heavy music's biggest, most dynamic live acts. Rammstein says it's the largest pyro production of all time with jaw-dropping theatrics. Fred loves it. Rammstein live. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. local time at Rammstein.com. Rammstein's tour is produced by AEG Presents. The New York Times says go for the fireball. Stay for the self-mythology. Mythol- what? Mythologizing. What? Myth- <laughs> Mythology. Mythologizing. Oh. And angst. Tickets go on sale. Who wrote this shit? Tickets go on sale this Friday. Fred does a better commercial. <laughs> it's just simple. Rammstein rocks. Go and see them. Go see them, and they bring you, what is it, Fred? Me too. Pyrotechnics, exploding babies, and music that equals... Exploding white. babies. Exploding babies. Why are the babies exploding? I don't know. You'd have to ask that. You want to see a baby that doesn't explode? <laughs> Rammstein.com, produced by AEG Presents. Mythologizing, Robin. Mythologizing. Horse cock is fun. Okay. Yeah, but I think it's a pretty sad statement that women have to have booze before they can. And that was married and single women. Yeah, I would be insulted if, like, every time I had sex with Beth, she had to go drink. Excuse me, Howard. (laughs) Excuse me, I'll be right back. (laughs) Oh, you taking a shower? No, no, no. Just knock off a bottle of vodka (laughs) so I can fuck you. That's terrible. That's when you got to turn to each other and go, the marriage is over. But if it's always been that way, like, it started when they were dating and never stopped, because that's what some women are saying. They've never been able to have sex well, without drinking. Maybe it just loosens up the inhibition. Yeah, but it destroys the intimacy. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, you got to get over that. That's the whole purpose of being in a relationship, isn't it? To learn to trust that person. I know Gary's wife is thinking of starting drinking heavily. <laughs> oh, no. Well, uh, and Megan and Harry, they're going to keep at the press until things go bad. There are reports that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are threatening to sue paparazzi after photos of Meghan and the couple's son surfaced. Attorneys for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex sent a cease and desist letter to the British press saying the pictures of Meghan and the baby Archie were taken without her consent. The attorneys also said paparazzi camped outside the home where Meghan and Harry were staying in Canada's Vancouver Island and are using telephoto lenses to get these pictures of the couple and their son. That's what paparazzi do. They're on fire with uh, trying to be a normal couple, huh? They are not going to win this battle. No. And they ought to stop. Because it's going to destroy them. Yeah. It's kind of freaky, though. When those guys have the telephoto and they're like right up in your bedroom. I mean, it's pretty weird. I mean, you do what you can. You you keep 
your windows closed, your curtains Board up drawn, the house. and all of that stuff. But, you know, when you walk out that door, they can take a photo. Well, you know, I've prosecuted many people for taking my photo, including the TV crew here. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in a fight with I'm them. tired of this bad angle you guys got me on. <laughs> I keep hiding behind this microphone and you keep finding my face. They say that the feud between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren is not over. Yeah, we heard it this morning. Last weekend made clear that the hard feelings between the two is uh, continuing and has extended to their supporters. Despite Warren and Sanders' attempts to move on, the fight's aftermath poses risks for both candidates, potentially hurting Sanders standing with female voters and undermining Warren's with uh, her standing with men. So, yeah. We had I mean, on uh, not great. We had on Senator Sanders and Senator Warren on this morning, and Senator Sanders called her a cunt like five times. Oh, I, oh more than that. Was it more? Yeah. I lost count. It was dizzying. Meanwhile, uh, Hillary Clinton jumping into it. Yeah. She says she doesn't like Bernie. She said that on our show. She, didn't she like said Bernie. that on our show, but she no. also said nobody likes him. Nobody. Clinton said that uh, he's a career politician who has gotten nothing done. Mm, strong words. And that nobody likes him. Nobody. Like nobody. And uh, Sanders yesterday said that Clinton is entitled to her point of view, but he focuses uh, on the impeachment trial that is going on in the Senate. That's of President a good answer. Trump. That's a good answer. And when he was asked, why is she still talking about 2016? Sanders responded, that's a good question. Ask her. Mm. So this is this is not good what's going on. No, a lot of infighting. The, uh, meanwhile, because I just of the hope Senate, that guy lives till the election. Bernie's biggest opponent is the Grim Reaper, in my opinion. <laughs> I love when you talk politics. I do. Yeah, I love politics. <laughs> you like talking about it? Yeah, I do. But I'm worried about the Democrats. No one's going to win. Elizabeth Warren, she's another angry woman in a pantsuit with a shrill voice. America loves that. Yeah. I just don't think there's any candidates. I I, I, I don't think there's any punchline. No, there's not, Howard. Okay. (laughs) I finally found something Bill Maher would talk about, and I have nothing to say about it. Right. I mean, this is a perfect moment for Bill Maher, don't you think? We need the real Bill Maher for this one. Yeah, I think think I'm going to call the real Bill Maher right now. Okay, sounds good. And you know what you could tell me about? Amy Schumer's bathroom. No, it's beautiful. (laughs) All marble. Uh, anything else, Robin? President uh, Trump's Senate uh, impeachment trial is going on, and Bernie Sanders has had to cancel a rally he was going to have. Right. It was planned for Iowa, and now it won't happen because of the trial. I was watching Fox the other day, and they have a theory that the the reason the Democrats didn't deliver the articles of impeachment to Congress until they did was because it's another attempt to block Bernie from the nomination. Oh, there's a theory. Yeah, I don't know why they even have a theory about what's going on in the Democratic Party, but that's what they said. Meanwhile, Bernie Sanders was on a radio show or something thing the other day and he did say that gender 
could be an obstacle for a candidate. You know, he said he never said that a woman couldn't win when uh, he and Elizabeth Warren were arguing, but he did admit that uh, gender and, uh, you know, other things can be obstacles to people voting for Of course, that's a fact. So maybe that's what he's trying to, you know, you thought I meant you couldn't win, but I was just saying that these sometimes can be obstacles. Yeah. So uh, who knows? That's a legitimate comment. If that um, interpretation of things will be accepted by others. Meanwhile, this was a weird story. In Cleveland, Ohio, a Cleveland police officer is off to prison for urinating on a child. Wow. A police officer peed on a kid? Yeah. uh, (laughs) Solomon Nawatiwa. Solomon Nawatiwa was sentenced yesterday to four and a half years for attempted kidnapping, pandering, obscenity, and other charges. Nawatiwa pleaded guilty to recording himself. Now, why would you record that? To recording (laughs) himself. That's not a good idea. Urinating on a 12-year-old girl after trying to kidnap her from a Euclid Mm. bus stop last year. Wow. Yeah, maybe keep your phone in your pocket. Right. If you're going to do something Good tip, like Robin. That. Yeah. I often say this, the decisions people make sometimes make their problem worse. Right. Carl Bernstein has a new nickname for Mitch McConnell. You know, everybody had been calling Mitch McConnell Moscow Mitch in the... Uh, Twitter world. Right. And now Carl Bernstein set Twitter on fire by coining a new term to refer to Mitch McConnell. One, two. This is the most important moment for the Republican Party since the censure of Joe McCarthy and the impeachment and resignation of Richard Nixon, in which Republicans became great heroes and patriots. Now we're looking at Midnight Mitch and the so-called world's greatest deliberative body, really embracing a cover-up that is there for all to see. That's what this is about. It's about preventing information from becoming known and seen by the American public. Midnight Mitch. Midnight Mitch. Yeah, the first day wrapped up at about two-something in the morning last night because they've only been given a certain amount of days to present evidence in their opening arguments. And so a lot of people were saying this is so that things happen in the middle of the night when people aren't watching. So uh Carl Bernstein, who was one of the reporters who became famous during Watergate, is now calling Mitch McConnell Midnight Mitch as a result. I have a punchline. Mitch McConnell looks like he takes huge shits. Okay. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Now you're working on something. I'm back. (laughs) You're back at full force. Right. Awesome. And Tucker Carlson has a warning for Trump and all Republicans. You know, Trump is, I mean, Tucker is on Fox. Right. And generally in favor of the president on most issues. But here's what he had to say to Republicans and the president about what issues America is really interested in. One, three. A year from today, we'll be hosting this show from the National Mall as the next president of the United States takes the oath of office. Will that president be Donald Trump? 
Well, as of tonight, Republicans in Washington feel confident that it will be. The official economic numbers are strong. The Democratic primaries are a freak show. Elderly socialists accusing each other of thought crimes. Republicans are starting to think that victory is assured. And that's a mistake. Trump could lose. Will he lose? Well, that depends entirely on what he runs on. Improve people's lives and they will vote for you, period. Republicans ought to write that on their hands. Otherwise, the temptation will be to focus entirely on the lunacy on display on the left right now. Democrats have gone crazy, and it's definitely worth pointing that out repeatedly. We do it five nights a week. He's saying that a lot of the people who are in Trump's base have not benefited from anything that the president has done while in office. And they ought to be concentrating on that and making their lives better. Oh, okay, Good for him. Yeah. So he uh, sounded the alarm. And you mentioned this just a moment ago, the coronavirus. We now have the first case of coronavirus here in the United States. That has been detected. So there's going to be increased screening from people uh, going in uh, to other countries and then coming back or entering this country where there have been outbreaks of the coronavirus. It was spotted first in China and they've had some deaths and the coronavirus is increasing. It's actually on the rise in China right now. Right. And finally this morning, what shall we make our final story? Come on, choose one, Robin. Uh, Joe Biden got an endorsement. Okay. You know, a lot of people are starting to endorse some of the candidates uh, in anticipation of the uh, Iowa caucuses. So Joe Biden has picked up more support from the Congressional Black Caucus. Four Democratic lawmakers announced they are endorsing the former uh, vice president in his bid for the White House. So there you go. That's what's happening. Thanks, Robin. Bill, you haven't endorsed any candidate yet, have you? No. I don't think there is anybody for me. All right. Oh, boy, all you have to do is talk to this bill about politics to shut him up. Nothing to say about politics. See, Bill, you're known for talking about politics. How can you have nothing to say about it? I think I had a stroke. Yeah. You're on fire this morning. Right. I can talk about poop. Talk about Kyle Dunnigan. Where's he appearing? Uh, Right now, he's doing the uh, comedy. So you can see him on his uh, Instagram, Kyle Dunnigan 1. All right. Thanks, uh, Bill. Thank you. Right. Nothing like a Bill Maher who doesn't want to talk about politics. I but, know. Well, I like that. He, he's kind of mixes it's a it up. Departure. He told me to hang up on that woman. I like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen. Uh, thank you, Kyle. Kyle Dunnigan won. Very not, funny. Not to be confused with Kyle Dunnigan, as a matter of fact. Hey, uh, Kyle Dunnigan. Oh, yeah, one. <laughs> hey, Muggsy Jeans. He couldn't get his own name. That's right. That's always fun. <laughs> Muggsy Jeans. It's always fun when Instagram tells you you're not entitled to your own name. <laughs> <laughs> 